Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Before we get going on this episode, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years. I call him the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you guys have any optics needs at all, whether it be binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, tripods, anything to do with glassing, give the glassing guru a call. You can reach Cody at 702-847-8747. That's extension two. You can email him at optics at gohunt.com or you can text him directly on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Ask him any question either by text or by call. I want to thank Cody for all the work that he does with the J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners. I also want to remind you guys it's application season. There's not a better hunting resource than the Go Hunt Insider. Uh, For a free trial, you can go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott. You can also get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card when signing up. I want to thank kuyu.com, kuyu ultralight hunting. Kuyu is the ultralight hunting gear that I've been wearing since 2010. Uh, go to KUIU.com and you can order directly. It's a direct-to-consumer uh, brand and they have phenomenal gear there at KUIU.com. I uh, also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott21 promo code to get 10% off on all orders. Also, Apex Ammunition. During turkey season, uh, the podcast gets sponsored by Apex Ammunition. Go to Apex Munition. Dot com. It's the home of the TSS, the Tungsten Super Shot. Uh, it's the best turkey uh, loads on the market. Go to apexmunition.com. Uh, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I also want to let you guys know that are listening for uh, Colorado um, information. I actually have a few elk and mule deer uh, tags available in Colorado on private land if you guys have an interest also doing an elk bear um, archery combo uh, reach out to me at jscottoutdoors uh, on instagram uh, or jscottoutdoors at gmail.com reach out and uh, for more information i'll be happy to share it with you let's get right to this episode guys welcome to the j scott outdoors podcast i'm here in my backyard of paradise valley arizona it's a beautiful april day here i've got jared bernstein of vortex optics cody nelson the glassing guru of go hunt optics guys how you doing i'm excellent jay thank you for having us yeah jared hard to complain 83 degrees (laughs) in the sunny it's beautiful isn't (laughs) it uh, yeah and where we're at isn't too shabby jay hard to complain you're doing good right here Jared, um, Vortex Optics is gaining traction daily. Um, seems like uh, I'm just constantly seeing more growth from the company and um, more great products coming from the company. How are things in your position as far as being a rep for Vortex and how do you see things on the horizon and how is Vortex being received by the public? Uh, things are things are going great. You know, I think we're all hooking and jabbing and learning how to live in the world we, we live in without going too far into COVID and politics. Things are wavy at the moment. Um, I think the industry feels uncertainty in a unique way, and so we see uh, we see peaks and valleys in that. But um, as far as company goes, company's doing great. We've seen a lot of Western hunting focus the last two, three years, which has been fun for me, fun for Cody. Yeah, yeah. Um, such a focus on on getting outdoors right now and and i mean the the whole industry has been incredible but there's such a focus and there's such a a a a surge i feel of people wanting to get outdoors and truly spend a lot of time and i and i think you know we're seeing it because people are buying stuff left and right no for sure and one of the things that vortex does well that's always need to be a part of is as big as a company as it continues to get and and you know we and they are obviously thankful for that growth it's a very nimble company still so when when we want to get into uh tripods for instance in 2021 we do and and yeah it was certainly a project for years prior to but um they take user feedback and and our engineering team product development guys run with stuff very well so it's a it's a neat thing to be a part of and uh, 2020 was great. 21's they, they just certainly have better. their ear to the ground for sure. 
Don't you think one of the challenges with a company as they grow with any company, and you can attest with GoHunt, but with Vortex, um, you know, coming on the scene, making a splash and continuing to grow. And one of the challenges that a lot of times you see on companies that grow very, very fast is they lose that ability to be nimble. Um, from your perspective, you know, in it every day, do you see that ability to remain nimble being something that is a real um, positive in their column as far as that's why they are pushing the envelope so hard with some of the other companies as far as competition? I, I think so. I think their their focus on staying nimble has been huge, and the, and the focus on staying humble has been huge, and that's something that I've never gotten an inkling. You know, I've worked with quite a few companies in the industry or worked at different gun stores, and um, when when growth happens at the rate that you see sometimes, start people start getting a little ahead of themselves, and that is just never the vibe uh, around Vortex. And so it's very easy to keep customers happy. It's very easy to to do growth projects. Cody and I are in the middle of a giant one right now, um, and and everyone's staying humble and and just wanting the best for the overall um, health of say both brands. Right now, we're doing a Vortex Go Hunt growth. It could be a Vortex J Scott growth, and and just Focusing on that, but being very humble about it, has proved to be worth far more than than a growth percentage. Yeah, it's. It. I think that's a good way to put that. So. Yeah, I've I've, I've never felt like Vortex was trying to get ahead of themselves and do too much and spread themselves too thin. Don't you think a lot of that though stems from the very top of the company? I mean, not knowing a ton about Vor Vortex, I would think, you know, that leadership and. It, my perception of Vortex is that they are very strong in leadership because what I see filtering down all the way down, all the way down to say your level, it tells me that leadership is great. No, it is. And so there's core, core value and leadership. <clears throat> it, it's, it's preached to the ninth degree. Um, you know, Vortex is, is still to this day a family owned company. The family is still extremely involved. Um, rightfully so. Right. The, the key players within the company, the majority of them have been there um, for a very long time. And the ones that are brought on to levels of management uh, seem to me, and again, I'm just a pawn in the, in the big game, seem to be very well vetted um, because they jive extremely well with the pre-existing. And so it's been a, it, it's very easy to work with our upper management or product development or shipping. There's, there's not a single department that I can't just walk into and say, Hey guys, here's what's going on. And like 30 people jump to find a solution. So sure. it's a, it's a joy. I mean, I can't say, I can't say enough good things and I'm not a good liar. So, <laughs> <laughs> and on a day to day basis, you two, um, exchanging because that's Co unfortunate. Cody, that's Cody. where I will tell you. So <laughs> yeah. That's back to the yeah. lion part. Cody's one of your vendors, right? Correct. Um, but you cover a large area. What is that area in general that you cover? Uh, so I service Arizona and New Mexico. Okay. Yep. All right, guys. We've got um, a Q&A here. I have also just want to get the general vibe going on at Vortex. Um, you mentioned uh, tripods. Uh, you know, you mentioned a company that's nimble. You know, the... the the big splash for me lately has been that, you know, the UHDs and how well they've been received. A general question before we get into the Q&A, um, from each of you's perspective, how have the UHDs been accepted into the marketplace? Well, I mean, from my perspective, they've been perceived and, and the reaction has been strong. That's, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's an excellent piece of glass, period. Jared? So I, I judge that question off a couple things. One, how often do I get bugged for a product? How often is it on back order? How, how hard is it for me to fill it for a retailer, right? Second thing would be how often am I talked to about warrantying that item? Is it, are we losing eye cups? Are we breaking, you know, hinges? Are we losing focus on one tube or the other? Are <coughs> we, um, so those things. And then C would be when I'm at a dealer event, how often does a customer come up to me and say, I just want to tell you how amazing my X product is. Um, and the UHD, I would call one of our top, if not the top performing Western hunting product right now. P guys at, at events can't wait to tell you how much they love the 18. 
Um, I rarely find, unless it takes a tumble off of a cliff, a UHD problem from a quality standpoint. Um, and Cody can attest to consistently asking yeah, for more. So a hundred percent. It's been a it's been an excellent one. Yeah, guys are. I, I would tell you uh, above. You know, there's such you know there's such a stigma out there. Sometimes people don't like using spotting scopes and looking through one eye. And the the 18 UHD has been, you know, along with some other 15s and 18s out there. But but the UHD has, I mean, a hundred percent covered so much of that gap that instead of using a spotting scope, people want to use a, a large you know power binocular. And the, and the UHD has been really really strong. I think for me the 18 UHDs when I've looked through them. And it's hard to describe, but the coloration, the vividness of color, it's it's a different look, um, but I find it a, to be a real inviting look, um, kind of, you know, enjoyable. It's kind of hard to explain, but you could take any manufacturer and look through, and then you look through the UHD, it's just different. Interesting. And you don't see that in any other... 15 or is there anything else that would be and i'm not necessarily talking like crispness i'm not talking about sharpness i'm just talking about just it has a real vibrant color scheme when you are glass on a mountainside and it just i like i like that do you get people talking about that cody um a little bit i I think that you know the 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 colors that i mean i shouldn't say colors the color spectrum is that they all operate on, on a spectrum and some coatings, manufacturers, and glass, you know, they're taking away color. They're adding color. You know, it, it, it's all about their secret sauce. Um, I always see, like, a di- like for me personally, I see a big difference between um, the color of, say, a Leica and a Zeiss than I do, like, a Swarovski. I think um, traditionally Leica and Zeiss have kind of been more along the same lines. Um, and, and Swarovski, you know... At, set themselves a apart, not in a better way, but, you know, some of them add and take away colors, some of them, so it's just different. So with the Vortex, um, I don't say that, I don't know, I, I, I align them more with, honestly, like I've always thought that they were a little bit more on the same color side at Swarovski than I would Leica, for sure. I mean, for 100, Leica is very different to me. It's more of a... It's more of a blue or red light, and so, and if you ask the, you know, the engineers, they'll tell you that that's there's a specific reason for that, and so that's a whole other subject. But it's yeah, there there is some differences there. You know, on the UHDs, we all sat during the release and talked and kind of almost guessed about which would be the w- most well received and where it would go: eighteen, twelve, ten, forty-two, eight, forty-two. What would happen? Interesting. Um, and I think you and I both. We're leaning toward the 18 being number one, yeah. which it, um, without running a report, I would say it is. But I think the 12 is closer than the, I expect it to be yep, and that yep. you expect it to be. Do you agree? Yep. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, the 12's done really, really well. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that sets the two apart is you have the 12 and the 10 UHD that have the Abiconic Prism, and then you have the older Razor HD. And and the only thing that, you know, you go, okay, well, the UHD is only because it the Kaibab isn't talked about like the Razors are talked about, right? I mean, that's that's what I take from it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think that the, the Razor 1250s, or I'm sorry, UHD, Razor 1250s and 1856s have completely set themselves aside, but probably more so than anything is the 18s. And the 18 is doing what we all thought it would do, and you already touched on it with the guys that just simply do not enjoy looking through a spotting scope. Right. Their, their anatomy doesn't like it. They don't like it. They don't want to carry it. Right. Whatever the story is, uh, the 18 is definitely yep. doing exactly what we thought we'd do in that world. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, – and I, and I do. I like the – I like the ergonomics of the 18. You know, I mean, if people ask me if it's a price point, you know, between the Kaibab and the the UHD, I just, I, I just, I love the eye cups of the of the UHDs better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, guys, let's dive into a few questions here. Um, first question is: Good entry level scope for a 30 six or 300 
uh, WM magnification and model? I, I mean, for me, uh, our SKU set, man, I'd, I'd probably go to a 4 to 12. Uh, I mean, he said entry level. Entry level scope. Yeah, for a I, I mean, I go six. to the, the Diamondback four to twelve, you know, by forty with a with a BDC. That you know, and if and if you weren't going to do that, maybe go to the next. Probably go into the HS and mm-hmm. do a four to sixteen with a BDC. That's yep. that that's you know that's pretty uh, that's pretty solid choice. You could do a lot with that. And they'll both so. be in that sub five hundred dollar range. So yeah. that that gets you. That'll get you started for sure. And we sell a boatload of both of them. So one question I would have for you, Jared, is when you hear the word entry level, <laughs> that, that can mean so much different. Yeah, things I mean, when people. you hear entry level, I mean, do you immediately think, well, is the person just looking for the least, the the the, the least expensive product that he can get? Or do you think this is someone saying entry level, like he's just getting into it? and he wants to kind of wet his beak. And would your answer be, and I'm curious what your response would be, Cody, after Jared, would your response be, well, how much are you going to do, and why are we making this an entry level? You might look at X or Y to because you're going to be wanting maybe a little bit more. I'm just curious your thoughts when you hear entry level. Yeah, I, I entry level to me stems, I, I get four or five more questions I want to ask before I'm going to throw up throw exactly. a product out there now in a podcast setting at a table in paradise valley we throw two models out there because it's just a, it's almost a I hate to say it's a, it's a generic answer because both of those would work um but without asking more questions that's the answer now questions i would ask if we we're at a retailer and you ask me that question um a I'd, I'd first start with where are you hunting because entry level out west is different than entry level in texas is int- exactly. different than entry level in virginia exactly um so that that would be my big one. A location. B would I would ask about budget simply to explain where the next tier is and whether or not being another six weeks patient getting paid again is worth waiting to get into. Yep. For you know, for instance, that Diamondback four to twelve we just talked about. It's a one inch tube. The HS is a thirty mil tube. If you're talking about hunting in Virginia and never shooting over a few hundred yards, then that is not a huge deal because you're not worried about the loss of travel in that erector. Um, if you're talking about hunting out west, that 30 mil tube's nice because you get more travel, you get more dial, right? So just having that conversation of saying, hey, between the $250 price point and the $350 price point, here's the features you're going to gain. Yeah, Does it make sense to wait? You right. know? Yeah, and, so. and but it's also, you know, it's sometimes I'll just ask a guy, like, are, are you brand uh, You can tell most of the time. Are you brand new to this? Okay, like, what, what are you trying to do? But the brand new guy's the best opportunity because he doesn't have 100%. bias, and if you just treat him right the first time, he's gonna get hooked on the 100%. sport. But that, but that's cool. the thing is, is like you're just quali- you're just like asking the qualifying, like, yeah. hey man, no, like where, where are we going with this? You, like, because if you're a new guy but you're trying to shoot a thousand yards, that, that we're we're not we're not connecting here. We need to go a different direction. Right. So, th- yeah, it's it's all about figuring out where they want to go. Yeah, ge- geography is huge on that though, because a guy that says I'm only gonna hunt South Jersey. Is a different guy sure, than true. says, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in for Montana and New right, Jersey right. and Kansas is like, but I need one scope. Then it's like, okay, let's get a Venn diagram going and figure exactly. out how to do this for you. you know? Exactly. Fifteens or eighteens on a tripod for Western hunting at one to two miles away for deer. Well, I mean, it's look. I mean, and here's the question. I and, and I've written articles on it. And look, fifteens and eighteens. It comes down to me. Do you, do you want the exit pupil and and the field of view, or do you want a little bit more power? And when when you get that little bit more more power, is is there is there a fall off in the other two? It, you just have to make a decision on, and, and it comes back to that spotting scope thing. Are you just trying to replace the spotting scope? So if so, I, I'm I'm I might I might just take the 18. Generally speaking, you know I, I've always been a 15 guy, but. I always say that now because I always have the, you know, the, the quote-unquote big eyes at my disposal. So we're not, you know, but my thing is Vortex, I, I take the 18s, and, and there isn't a 15 available anymore. And and especially with the, you know, with the prism in the UHD at an 18, right. that that just 
to me is the answer is, is go that 18 so that you get the better prism especially at those those type of distances yeah, I, on that animal uh, of that size it's, uh, and and that's fact i mean take the better for the longer distances always take the better glass nope question here when will i find uh the 12 by 50 razor uhd in stock uh, well, I'll just leave it at this. We are working on it daily, and Jared's working on it. And you know, uh, not to get into too much of a, you know, what happened in the past with you know, COVID and shutting down manufacturing. All of us, we're all in the same boat, and we're moving and doing things, you know, so that we can try to provide for our customers to the best of our ability. And I, I don't really think there's, you know, we're we're doing everything we can. To, uh, at a higher to, rate than we ever have. Yeah, the, the planning and the and the the thought process going into trying to ensure that the consumer has what they need. I mean, you look at the volume of, of calls between me and Cody right before the Arizona tags got released. I mean, it's if you printed my Verizon bill, you'd be like, these two are dating. You know, it's just crazy. Um, true. So all the hunting shops, it, we're, it, there's a lot of work going into making sure product gets on the shelf and and. I mean, even just on the Vortex side, I can't get into too much of the logistics, but they're they're doing things that, that we never even thought we'd have to do to get product into the country and into people's hands. And so it's a, we're all eating out of the same turd sandwich right now, and we're just doing the best we can. Speaking of that, though, the 1250 um, UHDs have been very well received, which has also created an issue of huge demand for sure there, there's so many complications here and i i get sick of saying covid politics demand yeah. i mean that the one that's cool and be thankful for is the product succeeding because of its performance that's great there are unfortunately other factors in that equation now and so we're, we're all just hooking and jabbing and trying doing, doing our best yep okay next question he wants to avoid you know what over back on that question just to dig it if that person will go onto our website They'll click on the product, and if it's out of stock at the time, if they will, um, if they will, there's a tab that'll come up, and it'll give them an option to be emailed when the product comes in. Um, it will literally email them the moment it, it touches our. Now, if there's some other special need or there's some other th something going on, um, I tell that person to call me, and you know, or email me, and we'll we'll start something, and and we'll get we'll get something taken care of, and. And we'll do the very best to, to inform them, even ahead of time of it hitting the shop. If I know a week in advance that a shipment's coming, I'll, I'll tell them the best of my ability. And I'd imagine that's where a little bit of that's coming from. You probably have a list of people, especially on an item like a UHD-12, yeah. that are already on a notify me list. If we get you 10, which I know we've been shipping them to you, just not maybe in the quantity right. that you would like or that the consumers would like. Um they're probably getting eaten up quickly on those notify me. Those guys are. are probably sitting buying them at red lights, I would assume. Next, right. next question. Want to avoid overscoping? What's the best for muleys out to 500? I, I think I'm a huge 3 to 15 guy in that yeah, game. I like the LHT a lot. Yep. I would, I mean, the, the, if I could hunt with one scope the rest of my life, it would be that LHT 3 to 15. Um, even a two to ten would be fine out to five hundred. Yeah, see, I don't even have to say anything. That's, that's a little bit of the what he's saying is where people that three to fifteen, forty-two millimeter, the red dot. I mean, it, and and you have adjustable turret. I mean, it hits like kind of a perfect to do all everything of of scope. Razor so, glass, lightweight, yep. locking turret, zero stop. I mean, that that scope is hard to there. I, I don't want for anything when I when I shoot that scope. Um, so that would be my yeah, that'd be my go-to for that. Where are vortex scopes and binoculars made? All over the world. So we have a, a complete line of American-made products now. We have stuff that's in um, coming out of all different countries in Asia. There's there's all over the world question here about um vortex entering into the tripod market yeah how's so that gone it, it's going extremely well so 2021 uh we released an entire new line of tripods um, those tripods have a new head on them and the majority of those tripods are carbon fiber uh, which has been which has been well received obviously with carbon fiber comes a price point um and the initial some of the initial reaction was there was a little bit of whoa didn't realize they were going to be 
that price. Um, but when the feature set starts being talked about, for instance, the Ridge View, um, in that 499 price point range, uh, with a two-way pan head, is on the upper end of a of a carbon fiber two-way pan head tripod out of the box. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but with a 22-pound max load capacity, with only two legs instead of three, now this that's two extensions. Um, to be clear, not a correct. So it is still a tripod. Not a bipod. I said that to somebody, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, "Why did you guys come out with a $500 two-leg tripod?" It's like, whoa, whoa, time out. But the point there is that it's a little faster to deploy. It's a little easier to adjust um, from the city. You can get the stuff a little quicker. It spreads out extremely far. But having that that load capacity has been like, okay, wait a second, I'll consider it because I'm clearly getting more than I thought I was getting. Um, when you get a guy that just simply shops by price, yeah, not reading a spec sheet. So um, I got an, I got basically the whole system about a month ago. Uh, we released them, you know, and I could tell you that the that the, the the questions have been through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, you know, notice of them. Uh, I mean, they're 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 quality. They're they're. I, I mean, they do a really nice job. The the twist locks are easy to function, to retract, and you know, and to deploy and, to, and retract. They 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 have that quarter inch turn and locking system. Um, that's I mean that I, look when, when I open them up, you're you're always like, hey, what you know, what, what am I going to get here, and and you know what's happening, and you at first glance you're like, oh, well they they did that right. I mean that that was pretty good. So what, um, I mean. First shot out of the gate with these tripods, there was a lot of. I haven't seen them, but I've seen pictures and heard well, about them. There was a lot of thought that went into it. A lot. It's been. This has been on the on the docket for for quite some time, um, and a lot of people bagged on our previous tripod line, not realizing how much effort was being made into making sure that this release was just totally above and beyond better. And it's clear that you can tell when you start when you start using them that they they spend a lot of a lot of time getting this right um so yeah i'll jay i'll get you some stuff to play with my stuff's all with with uh with brady right now but it's i think you'll be impressed from my perspective as a western hunter just my perception of vortex coming out with a high quality tripod and tripod head tells me that Vortex is serious about the Western Hunter. For sure. For sure. I, and I'm not I'm not <coughs> a Vortex guy. Listening. Quote unquote. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about being yeah. a Western hunter who hunts all around the West and I see a company specifically say we are going into the tripod market. We are going into the bino adapter market. We are going into the accessory market tells me that the focus of Vortex Optics is aimed and directed towards a Western hunter. It, it's definitely a major piece of the pie. And there's, there's that no takes a guy it. like me who sits back and looks and goes, hmm, I'm leaning more on the side of being a Vortex cheerleader when they put their foot forward saying they see that as being important where other companies, maybe that's not a focus of theirs. And I say, Hmm, are, who's focused on Western hunting thoughts? No, it's, I think it's pretty clear that we're going, we're going after the Western hunting market quite hard. I mean, the, the UHD was a huge step in that direction. The razor lightweight hunter and then LHT was a huge step in that direction. Yeah. Um, the two tripods this year that heavily apply to that would be the Summit Carbon and the Ridgeview Carbon. Ridgeview. Um, the Summit's a, a micro. It's that ultra lightweight, more of a sitting, kneeling deal. The Summit is actually extremely tall, gets up to over 73 inches. Um, so even the tallest, you know, people can stand behind that in glass should they need to. Um, and then, love and that. then getting love that into. says that, should they need to. Right. Well, I know you're not a. I know you're not a standing glassy <laughs> guy. Sorry, I always throw that in there no. for points. But um, and then, and you're you're absolutely right. The adapters we we put out a uh, a, a post and stud type binocular adapter this year. It's been extremely well received. I've actually gotten a few messages about that. It seems like those post the adapters themselves will work with other optics as well. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting, and I didn't know that at the time when I was getting a few. Um, messages on Instagram and people sending me stuff. Um, 
pretty refreshing, though, to know that a company has the foresight to say, we want to make this where it will adapt to lots of different binoculars yep. and even different companies. Yeah, it does. And so what we're doing is we're shipping the post and stud as a combo. So when, when you buy the first time, you buy the, the package and it has one post in it and one stud. And then you can buy additional studs after that should you need to attach a pair of 18s or 10s or whatever else you want to hook to that tripod. Well, it was, yeah, and, and it was, you know, I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised when I opened up my, I don't want to call it my gift basket, but there was a lot of tripod. Hey, I delivered well, that gift well, basket. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff shows up and I'm, you know, you, you get back into the house and you're taking everything apart and I'm like, oh, there's a bino adapter in here, so... Um, you know, it allows you to do a lot of different stuff now, and and um, I, I, it's been very well received, and and I, I, I don't, I can't have enough of them now. Yeah, there, there's a few posts and studs out there, right? And they, I think they all kind of have their. You can see the evolution of the technology. Ours is a little different in that the stud is splined, um, so the way that the post locks into it's a little bit different. It's a little bit. Um, a different way of so securing it, yeah. it. There's no button by by yeah, definition. And it doesn't snap in. So it's it's extremely positive, um, and it locks down very tight once you screw that 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 top piece down. Um, so it's just a it's a, a different way of going about a, um, a you know mountain a mountain a binodo tripod. Is it an adapter that you see yourself once you get it on your binocular? Is it something you see that stays on? I this would. The stud. The stud, yes. Uh, the post, okay. I typically leave my post on my tripod for the hunt, and then if I have to get back in a UTV yeah. or an ATV, I take it off put it in my pocket. Um, but all of our new tripods, the, the heads are all Arca Swiss. So if you have existing Arca Swiss adapters, you can hook that post to that. If you have an Arca Swiss rifle that has a rail on it, you can slide it right into the head that way. Um, but those small... You know, our ship with Arca Swiss plates, every tripod does, and they're they're pretty long, which is great for a spotter. Um, I've been enjoying the Suray Micro Arca Swiss adapter for the studs because it just fits in a pocket or the bino harness side pocket a little yeah. bit easier. Um, that's all personal preference yeah, stuff. We've, but we've always wanted to, I mean, in this one, actually, the the plate that I'm looking at right here is actually more like the size of a, kind of in between the ty50 and the ty70 that comes with that va5 head right great so for that spotter or, so, or yeah, a hog so saddle or exactly you know, so like that. but that the other one jay is just a little bit smaller than this it's a ty50 pro and uh it allows you to not have a bino adapter and then have a big giant plate on it where it's real awkward right. if you're going to put it in a pocket so it, it actually works out really really nice and yep. for everyone listening out there i mean when you start talking about plates and size of plates my personal preference is i want to put as long of a plate as i possibly can for for what i'm doing i feel like the longer the plate the more stable your platform is i'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of weight for more stability um, but I do see applications for a shorter plate, if you will, like the the, the Suray 50. Um, but it is nice to know that Vortex has the foresight to make it Arca Swiss compatible. And what you're telling me is that, and I'm looking at a tri the Vortex tripod head right now um, in Cody's hand, is that even if it's Arca Swiss, that there's a lot of different variables. It meaning I could put a Sure uh, 50 or a 70 on that tripod head right now. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the Arca Swiss has been, an, has been an awesome standard for a lot of companies to get behind and, and allow a whole lot of uh, uh, transition ability for, for the end user based on other gear they may have and, and then using it with well, a new piece of gear, existing piece and of it's, gear. And look, I mean, as a, as a user... And then a guy who has worked in the industry for the last, you know, we're going on getting close to, to I don't know, 12 or 13, 14 years now. Um, the the issue is we you've always wanted a system and, and a compatibility. If there's one thing that I get that's, and I don't know, it's not a complaint, but it's like, oh, we're desperately looking for this. And it, and really, what it comes down to is, is guys want to be able to adapt either their tripod or their systems or their. And now you have a company that's listening, and you know, and that you know they're they're doing their thing and and you know making it Arca Swiss. And um, you know, if everybody doesn't know this, the two most common measured 
threads and thread holes in the industry are quarter inch and three eighths. And aside from that, you know, everything will pretty much be compatible except for there's just a few parts in there that need to be able to either be three eighths or quarter 20 and, and you're good to go. But I mean, plates, plates have always kind of been a sticking point though. I mean, I can remember even last year, our 2020 tripod offering line, the, the, each tripod had a separate plate. Yeah. Now we have all these tripods that take one plate. I have one plate skew. A, it's easier on the on the retailer, which I, you know that's my mind. I'm always thinking about the retailer, but the, from a consumer standpoint, you're you're golden. If you had the say the you know if we're talking about our product, you have the ridge view and you have the summit, and you're going to go on a sheep hunt, and you decide you want to take your lighter weight tripod. You're not changing adapters on your spotter. You're not changing right. adapters for your rifle. Everything's everything's just kind of compatible across the board and a whole lot easier. Well, like I said, from my perspective, it's exciting to see that Vortex listened and had the foresight to, to listen and listen effectively and come out with product that's compatible. And I think it's going to be big for Vortex. So, you know, kudos, pass it along to them that I think they did a, did a good job. I'm looking forward to seeing it. We'll do. Next question. Um, I want to get into some high quality optics, but I don't have the cash to lay out. If I were to spend six or 700 on binos and a spotter with the plan of selling and upgrading in a couple years, what would you recommend for Western spot and stock hunting, mainly elk and mule deer? Uh, in that, wait, 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 did, in, just so, so he I heard says that right. Five, six to $700 on bino and spotter I think that's unrealistic. Uh, I'm going to encourage him to so look at the Viper 1250 and the Viper 1250 only. And yeah, I mean, just I, get into one. Well, and, and we're on the same boat with that. Like, if you've got that much, I would try to go with a with the best binocular you can for that, and that's going to be that that 1250. Yeah, the Viper 1250 would be an excellent unit to start with. Um, quite frankly, there's. Uh, it's funny. I did a police department demo where I put a. We actually spray painted the outside, and, and this isn't to talk away from the quality of the optic. It's just sometimes there's some anatomy involved in that equation, and quite a few of the cops enjoyed the Viper more than they enjoyed the the razor that was next to it. Now, they were gentlemen who didn't hunt and barely ever looked through binos and all that stuff, but it's very interesting sometimes to have somebody who sits behind something and goes, well, I like this one better, you know? When you yourself... Um, think you know the answer or what they right. should be telling you they're telling you something different right and and something that like you know price point and build quality on the razor is obviously better than a viper there's no way around right. it the glass is better the coatings are better but that gentleman's anatomy and he was fired up wanting to fight about it this is the better unit and they were all betting money on which one was the higher priced unit and he you know so the viper is an excellent an excellent product for the money um comes with a chest rig that guys you're going to get going and and as you grow into the sport you may find you need a spotter you may find that you're happier than yeah i think i find that when people ask the the the, the question hey i i i want to get away from my i i call it like the old you know like the blister pack you know hanging on the whatever binocular mm. and i want to put myself into something that's gonna do good but it's gonna last me a long time I just, I, for so many years, we've started with the Viper HDs. In that it's price been, point he's talking about, there's such nothing good, that touches it. Yeah, there's I, been I it's don't. been such a, a really good go-to piece of glass that yeah, I, I it's that's a that's a top that's a top top choice. Okay, so that's covering the binos. If it's six to seven hundred on a spotting scope, he's he's. I mean, because really, the Viper's a little bit more. More yeah, you, that, you'd be a little bit more money just for the Viper spotter itself. Yeah. And those, again, phenomenal in their in their weight class. Um, we're not going to get into a decent bino and a decent spotter for just a $700 right. bill. Um, if you to if, spend it on each. I, I, I would Five tell, to uh, 700 on and each. And a pair of bino, having, if you could only have one or the other, having a pair yeah. of binos would be more I, useful I, than I, just well, having and a spotter. That's, and, and that's exactly what I was pointing out. Yesterday I had a conversation almost verbatim with what this guy is saying. And literally had the conversation of saying, look, I, I wouldn't really worry about a spotting scope right now. I would go buy the best piece of glass for that, you know, that money that you got and then reassess 
you know, and save for the next year. Well, how many accomplished oh, hunters and, and, do you oh, guys and, know and, that do and, work and, with just and a twelve? Put it on a tripod, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I really like that idea." Right. You've you've really just saved me a lot of heartache, and I'm like, "Oh okay, well that's great." So we got him hooked up, got him sent along the you know the right way, and and I think he'll 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 do very well with that at at the very minimum. He'll be able to see a lot of game with with you know with not a headache from hand holding them to, for the next year. A Viper HD twelve fifty is is a very nice size. You can put it Absolutely. on your chest without it being a burden. You can carry it in a pack without being a burden. Yep, and you can freehand it without it being a burden. And 100%. so that's a, it's just a great size, great weight. I don't know that he would want for anything for a long yeah. time with that. No, it's a uh, he's he'll do good. Vortex versus Swarovski. Any scope, any spotting scope that competes. Uh, I think our razor line runs. I, I, we don't, we don't play in the in the BTX world, so we don't have a yeah. dual eye, super large um, objective offering. So we can't play there. We don't. We we've never tried. Um, I'm confident we could if if and when we do. I'm sure it will be it will be a great I'm product. I'm looking at your face right now, really but trying to judge if you've got a poker face or not. I watched you the whole time. <laughs> well, what's while your, you said what's your that, I was sitting, I don't know. You have a good poker face. Perfect. Okay, get the go let's ahead. get the cards out. Um, <laughs> no, I, I can truthfully tell you, I don't know. I don't know if if there's a project there. I, right. I truthfully do not. Um, but I'm confident if we did it, it would be a, it would be a great product. But I, I do believe our razors run with their eighty fives. Um, yeah, they. I mean, those. Gonna, that, look, it, it it comes back to again, and I say this all the time. When you're doing those things, it, it to me it's about buy the best you buy the best you can afford and and move on. It's not like, see, that's the thing is, is that people want to compare, and 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 I get it, but I I will say this. When you when you have them side by side, or you have the opportunity to do it, yeah, there might be small little intangibles, but it's not like if if you're using the vortex and I got the Swarovski, it's not like, oh my god, I just I like I can't see that animal. No, and I've watched it, many it, many a time watched a guy with a vortex product find it before the guy with the Swarrow, and I've watched guys with the Swarrow product find it before the guy with yeah, the vortex. I mean, and it, you could throw a loophole or anybody in there. It's a there's a whole lot of uh, technique involved in glassing, which you two know better than even most. Um, but I also think there's some anatomy involved. And with spotters specifically as a category, I find getting behind them is where it's at. And I wouldn't worry as sure. much about the sticker or the brand. I'd, I'd get, obviously, I'm very loyal to the Vortex brand, but I like to see people get what they need. And that's one where I always need to get behind it and, and spend some time with it. And I would just add to this that I would always say this. If your choice is between a Viper and a Razor and you're glassing long range and doing those kind of things. I don't th there's one thing about long range glassing, the better glass d does win. I think it well fatigue, just, right? Fatigue well, is a I mean, huge thing. So I, I just think that there's a certain level, you know, like if it's the difference between like a Viper and a Razor, I'm taking the right the Razor all day long. Right. I will take that glass every day. Uh, question here is the Strike Eagle Gen Two worth upgrading from the Gen One? It is. It is. That's a that's an excellent scope. Um, they're referring to the five to twenty five that we currently offer, uh, which is now a first focal plane option. It's thirty four mil tube, locking turret. It's an it's an incredible scope, uh, especially for the money. A lot and, of value. And the and the back order speaks to that as well. That's actually uh, without running a report. I w I would bet today's dinner that that's the most backwater precision rifle scope in the line right now. Um, There's a lot of people looking for scopes that are in that range and price point. That Yeah, that range and price point. That's a big, 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 big deal. But feature-packed. I mean, to, to oh, be 100%. in a you know, locking turret, first focal plane, zero stop, yep. windage-related reticle, and, you know, a Christmas tree-type reticle that you can hold and, and call with, um, it's just a it's a hard scope to again. You know, I've said a couple times this podcast. Not There's trying to be repetitive. A lot of bells and whistles. Hard for, to want for anything. Yeah. Best yeah. accessories for the Viper series. Tripod? Question mark. Best. We don't make a Viper tripod. No, it says best accessories for Viper series? Question mark. Tripod? Oh, question mark. Copy. So I, if it was a so let's say if it was a twelve fifty, um, I would be into our Pro adapter that we talked about, the stud in the mm -hmm. post. 
uh, and I would be into probably the Summit um, if you're a, a ultra lightweight guy, but if you're if you're going to think about standing behind that thing at all, then the Ridgeview um, the Ridgeview right. will get you low enough to sit plenty. It, it spreads out amazing, um, but it also gives you the ability to stand and you can shoot off it with a with that load uh, ability. So I have a hard time getting away from from the Ridgeview. I, I don't want for anything when I have that tripod out. That's my theme today. Want for anything. <laughs> I like Must it. been on my mirror when I brush my teeth. <laughs> Can't get away from that. Uh, and by the way, there, there's in, you know just so everybody, there uh, Vortex is still selling the. Uh, it's now called the Sport Adapter. Mm -hmm. So in it, you know that's the the uh, the cylinder with the stem that you would screw in to the front of the binocular, and I think that still. Um, I haven't tried the pro adapter yet but i know it'll work on the diamondback series absolutely um but that you know if somebody's looking for a more economical option they still have the sport the bino adapter um that will work for the diamondbacks or work for any of them really but it it, it, it they didn't get rid of that option it's still there it's just they they brought in the other option so. but the no. new bino adapter will it work with every vortex optic Bino, yes. Bino. Yep. Yeah, and keep in mind with the new one, the, the Pro that we're talking about, which is the stud in the post, um, way better retention, way more security. Um, so, you know, God forbid yeah, your tripod for gets sure. knocked over or bumped or you, you forget your binos are on there and pick it up with your binos attached, that, that Pro adapter is going to be a better uh, a better way security for you. Wait a minute. I'm kind of catching a, maybe a theme that maybe there's some people out there that might have used a prior product or a maybe let's just call it a less less quality product what you're saying is the new adapter is light years better well, than the no that i'm but talking about over over our current sport so the, the sport is great it great for mounting to the tripod but the retention is not there well, so it, if you're going to put i don't know how to explain this the the best way to do it is is that the old one had a cylinder that went down and went you know and sat in a in its mm -hmm. own cylinder mm -hmm. Well, if the bino tipped, I mean, it could essentially come away from there. So okay. now you have, when you screw the top shut, you know, on the on the new bino adapter, it does that. But they still make the old one. Gotcha. And it's still a great economical option for people saying. if they're. Yeah. I just saying that we've got options. Right. No. No. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I don't want to take away from one or the other. They both have their. They both have their place. But as you get up into a, if you're going to make the investment in a in a substantial bino, it yeah, makes I, sense I to do, yeah. The pro binocular for sure. Really attach it to the tripod. Yep. Why are razor binos? Why razor binos over vipers? Uh, it's it's just natural progression, just like in any product line. You could apply it to to doorknobs that are different price points. You have qu material quality um, tolerances, and in, in this case, it's glass quality and coating quality on top of material quality and tolerances. Um, it's I'm going to throw one more at you that's meant I, to be a... I, there's something about like the Razor 1042. The ergonomics and the way that that they feel, I, it's one of my favorite glasses to handhold and, and do. And they're lightweight, and I just always like the Razor. And I don't know if it's because it's not like a... It's a it's a different. I don't even know if there's a different word for it, but it's 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 rubberized, but it's not. Oh, there's there's a higher end coating on yeah, the outside. It, I mean, the, the whole the, project is the, yeah, there's more detail, different. more tension, and yeah, absolutely feels solid. It, I mean, and not that the Vipers don't, but it's that there's something about the razors. I've just always really really liked their their ergonomics. When will inventory levels? This question, when will inventory levels be wah, better wah, wah, for direct wah. orders <laughs> versus dealer directs, which are stocked? Oh, he must be talking about some of the, like, he must be a Maybe he's an employee or something. Employee or we, don't, or, uh, we don't sell direct to the consumer um, staff at retailers are allowed to buy um, a piece a year direct. But um, I guess I don't, I'd we're, have to know his situation. Yeah, and, and here's the thing is, is uh, you know, if you're just talking inventory levels, I, I mean, I think I can speak for Vortex. I mean, it, it, they're working on it as hard and as fast and and coming out of that as, as best they can. Well, and it'll take time. It, it's just going to take a time 
for that to happen. I well, was look, there's not a product in the world that hasn't been affected by what the craziness over the last 365 days has been. Exactly. Yeah. I, have, I have a buddy that sells toy haulers, and they're up 311%. And so you, you, no business can plan for that type of growth. The Inventory and supply chain velocity across the board. Um, who's your... Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, and I think I just got a call from him. Nick from Right Now well, Power Yeah, I, I mean, he, he was telling – I mean, I asked him, I'm like, hey, so if I came down, he's like, uh, well, he goes, if you tell me what you want, you know, I'll be able to do this. But And I was like, holy cow. He goes, Cody, I, you, you just can't believe – how many people have done this? Look at everything. Hey, look at the price of a sheet of plywood right now. Uh, it's well, guys, we, we just have to. The one that blew me away was sandwich. The, the, as simple as this sounds. The one that blew me away was bikes, bicycles, bicycles. Our local shop right down my house, love to death. All my kids flat tires and the whole thing. My wife walks in with the bikes, getting a whole bunch of flats and the whole. She goes, "Oh, this is so great! You have a whole truck here that's emptying into the deal." And the, and the woman looks her straight in the face and she said, the, the, "Those aren't those aren't for filling the showroom. <laughs> They're also Th- those are pre-sold." Yeah, and I mean, it, it was like an entire semi, all stacked, and and, and my wife was just like, "Holy cow!" Mm-hmm. And then you looked on the other half. And the amount of people getting their bikes repaired took up half of the showroom. Now I've been on there on a I've been on there what I would consider a busy Saturday on a normal time of year, and it's maybe a quarter of that. It's incredible. It's happening everywhere. We kind of talked about this next question, but are the new UHD binoculars comparable to the Swaros? Yeah, I, I would say yes. Every day of the week. Um, I that, think that new prism is, is phenomenal. Yeah. The new prism is good, you know, and look, I'm not going to sit here and pull punches and not, you know, tell the truth and the whole thing. Do I think the edge to edge clarity is a little better on the, on the Swarovski's? Sure. But I, I think the, the, you know, I sell these things every day. And again, when, when we go through the, the, you know, what does a guy want? What's he got to spend? What's he want to do? How much is he going to use them? I sell a ton of the the 1856 UHDs. So, can I just throw out there that I don't think the edge edge clarity on the Swarovski is better? Am I allowed to say well, that? that? No, that, no. I mean, it's just it, I it, it look. I mean, it it just is what it is. Come on, you know I'm not going to list miss that no, opportunity. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, my Vortex Ranger 1000 has not read distances over 650. And struggles a bit in low light, especially on dark targets such as wild boar. What do I gain by upgrading? Um, so you got to keep in mind with laser rangefinders, the the one thousand uh, annotation revolves around a uh, typically a, a metal or a reflective target to get out to that to that max range. So on an animal, I would expect a ranger one thousand to be in that five hundred yard range. So if it's doing that, it's working as designed um if you're if you're working outside of those parameters then an upgrade would be beneficial so for instance the the current ranger 1800 i would not expect to work on a deer past about 900 maybe 950 um on a dumpster or on an rv i would expect to get 1800 right um now i will tell you uh, certain rocks certain compacted dirt there are variations in those but that's just the generic answer Um, it's reflective capabilities right correct well and i i would add to uh you know and i don't know what he's doing and 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 i suppose we should ask the question is he hand holding is he not and and maybe there's a thing there I would always tell a guy when you're past those, certainly past six, six fifty, seven hundred yards. Are you maybe trying to steady it on something, or are you? I I think those things matter, and certainly you know I I I think they're important to try. So I would ask that guy, you know, look if if you know are are you are you trying to steady them as best you can, and if it's not just handhold, I I would say try it. What would you recommend he bump up to? 
I would ask him what he's doing. Um, that 1800, again, going to give you that 900, 950 on an animal type performance. The the Razor 4000 has been a very, yep. very good unit. I've been using that, and that sucker's good. It's lightning fast. It is. Um, and I use it a lot for planning. I think it might be too. the fastest of any rangefinder that I know of. I think cranks. It cranks. Uh, so I, I would encourage him, if he's finding the limitations of a 1000, might just be worth jumping up into a razor 4000 getting better glass with a better coating with a faster with a faster response better low light capability he hit on that that low light uh deal there for that for that individual i would encourage you to reach out to vortex customer service and we'd like to take a look at that thing for you just to ensure that it's working as it should for a for a razor 1000 or excuse me ranger 1000 uh, because if it's not we we want to get that fixed for sure, you sure absolutely as we can. so talk about the Vortex warranty? Yeah, it's it's unconditional. It's lifetime. Uh, there's no receipt required. Uh, the only thing that's required is that it does not um, appear to be intentional. Uh, if you want to brag about our warranty and tell your buddy and you hit your rangefinder with a baseball bat, that's on you. Otherwise, uh, we'll take care of it. And and quickly. Um, lightning, lightning quickly. So yeah, they, And there's, there's 150,000 success pretty, stories there. Pretty where fast. Guys are, I mean, I've had, hey, I opened my Pelican case and TSA must have sat on my, you know, the TSA elephant sat on my scope and it's in a hundred pieces. I just got off an airplane. I'm on the way to a hunt. I'm in Sitka, Alaska. What can I do? And I've seen Vortex do incredible things to take care of those scenarios. Um, I've done stuff in hunts. I, I've, <laughs> I had a guy in unit one that needed the eyepiece of a Razor 85. He dropped just the eyepiece, putting it on and broke it. And they sent one to my house because they couldn't find anywhere to send it to in Unit 1, and, and we drove it out to them. Uh, I mean, that's just the way the company operates. So. Sounds awesome. How do you think having that mentality with the warranty has helped Vortex gain customer trust and love? It's it's huge if you go on and look at the testimonial page. I mean, there's just a, a plethora of of examples there. Yeah, there's a um, it's built quite the following and I think the other thing you can look at is there's quite a few companies that are trying to or have tried to replicate that. I think that speaks for itself as well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it there's a validation there that people are like, well, I mean they're they're going to stand behind it regardless. And I and I think that there's a general thinking that that you know, they could I mean literally could throw it on the street and they're going to fix it, but um, the truth of it is, is that I've seen some really messed up glass get fixed or, or if not just completely replaced and it's blown people away. And, and stuff that's even out of anybody's control, uh, the big house fires in California, we replaced, and I don't know what the number is, but it's many optics out of that house, uh, or excuse me, out of those wildfires, um, vehicle fires. I've seen us work on just the, you know, just the wildest stuff. Also seeing guys that leave their bino for whatever reason next to the target stand and their buddy shoots it and that gets fixed. And so, I, I mean, there's just the stories and the stuff you hear. Um, sure. That wasn't on purpose. Long, well, yeah. <laughs> I may have asked some questions, but that's why I'm not the guy in that department. Cause the, the people that work in that department are just incredible humans. They have the patience of angels and they just, they just run with, run with helping people out and they, they can enjoy it. So they, I can honestly say this. Of, I mean, first of all, I don't get inundated with stuff. But of all the interactions that I've had and that, you know, Go Hunts customers has always been a positive experience. Yeah, and you, and you have the opportunity to make customer for life, right? Standing behind your product, especially if it's a manufacturing issue, which, quite frankly, for you know, we we have a very very low manufacturing fail rates, but inevitably something happens with the amount of products that we produce, yep. and and the the insight that they provide, and I've seen the the engineers tell the customer, you you taught us X. And most companies aren't going to do that, you know. Right. So it's just again, it takes us back to that humble approach. It's just a you can't say enough good things well, about it. I think when, yeah, I mean, especially if you're getting a certain product back and it's got this and they, they apply that to the next generations, uh, you don't get any better. Yeah. And it makes, I mean, from, you know, from me and Cody's standpoint, you know, Cody being a retailer for Vortex and me being the guy that, that tries to keep Cody happy, full-time job, by the way, um, <laughs> When Cody has a problem, you know, he's got a go hunt customer that's on the way to a hunt and has an issue. And he calls me 
now we're all in this deal trying to get the consumer taken care of and knowing that the mothership has both my back and Cody's back a thousand percent makes our lives yeah, you know I, I was a little easier say, to operate I'm not way. even sure that I've ever had a pushback I haven't on not trying to get somebody taken care of no honestly no it's been pretty awesome Guys, that concludes our Q&A. Cody, I want to give you a chance if you've got some concluding thoughts here. Thanks for coming. No, I just, you know, guys, uh, the, our customers are so fun and so, I mean, the stories I get, the scenarios I get, you know, it's just, it, it's the, it's, it, it's a great place to, 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 to be a part of. And, you know, we keep trying to put out the best content we, 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 we put out as much as we can we we try to provide a good service and it's i i can't you know thank our customers enough for for making our our company and our job you know and allowing us to have relationships like vortex and 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 keep doing what we're doing because at the end of the day i'm i'm a guy who loves hunting and 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 i love optics and and i've always had a thing for glassing and this is it's it's just a dream job as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. I get to deal with this guys like this across the table at me. Final thoughts Saying for you, I'm Jared. Difficult. I don't uh, I don't have much, Jay. It's it's good to see you guys. It's been a little bit been of, too long. A little, little bit of time. Um, but thanks again for having for having me and having Vortex and and the effort that you put into to uh, to go hunt and, and Cody. Just again, you know, you and I we go round and round, but. I appreciate you. I appreciate oh, what, the, buddy. what you guys are doing. You and Chris. Uh, our and going, going round home. and round is always fun. It's a good time. but It's good for the customer. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. one thing about Jared. You will not ask a question. If, if, you don't, if you are not looking for the truth, don't ask it. That's all I want people to say at my funeral. <laughs> nobody's nobody's going to call me the best looking, but as long as I was honest, <laughs> I, I'll, be, uh, I'll rest happy. And we do need to go out and have another a beer or something. Just say, hey. We don't do that enough. I got a pink umbrella for you. We'll go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, thanks yeah. for listening out there. Thanks for you two for coming out here. And um, Poppy, you put her to sleep. Both of you can see right here. She's just yeah, snoring. She was, she was not liking me being here at first. She was wondering who the heck I was. Yeah, but uh, thanks for coming out. I think we covered some good ground. It's always great having you guys out here. Uh, guys, remember, if you have uh, optics needs, give Cody a call. Um, you can text him on his cell phone, 602-399-3699. You can also call the shop directly, 702-847-8747. Email at optics at gohunt.com. Guys, yep. God bless. Thanks. Jay, thank you for the opportunity, bud. All Always. Right.